Welcome to the Courage Matters Podcast with inspirational speaker, author, and creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, Michael Anthony. I'm Aaron Thomas, Executive Director of Courage Matters, and in this special podcast series, we're covering 30 days of crushing your goals, removing false limits, and unleashing your potential. Today, we're talking about the future you. It is vital to your personal success to think much more deeply about the person you're going to become as you set and achieve goals. We chat about the idea of becoming the best version of you and developing a millionaire mindset geared towards success. We dig deep into current issues and how they're affecting our abilities to truly become the person we desire to be. Let's jump right into episode five of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to episode five of the 30 Days of Crushing Your Goals podcast series. My name is Aaron Thomas. As always, I'm joined with Michael Anthony, creator of the Courageous Life Planning System, author of A Call for Courage, and founder of Courage Matters. Welcome Good back, Mike. to be here with the man I call A+, Aaron Thomas. I call him A+, because you're awesome, man. Everything that you do is phenomenal, and it's one of the reasons why we can bring you this great content with stuff that you can immediately begin to apply in your life, whether you're watching or you're listening, that's the whole objective. We don't just want to provide information. We want to help you in your personal transformation. And that's what these 30 podcasts, one for each day, about crushing your goals and unleashing your potential is about, right? I love it. I love it. So day five, mm-hmm. we're digging into future you. Future something that me I, or future you? Future us. Future you. Yeah. Future listeners. So. Throughout the Courageous Life Planning System, you have this this awesome, I'll say, um, comparison between version one and version two. Mm-hmm. Your present you. What if you what you have, what your life would look like if you did absolutely nothing? Yep. And then if you made the practical changes in your life, what that future you would look like. Mm-hmm. So I just want to dive into what is the whole concept behind future you? Yeah. Well, it's actually something that I was very intrigued with. And as I thought about it more and kept running with it, I thought, man, this is absolutely revolutionary because you hear all these, this phrase today that's thrown around, become the best version of you. It's this big trend, right? But when you stop and think about it, what is the best version of you? What's the best version of me? Have you ever really stopped to think about that? There, there are like an infinite number of versions of you that could come to the top and surface throughout the course of your life. You think about your physical conditioning and and your genuine health, not just your physical appearance, but your genuine health. Are you really a healthy person or not a healthy person? Uh, There's all kinds of variations of that. Then then the idea of how you actually look, your appearance. Are you going to put product on your hair, in your hair, not in your hair? You're going to wear makeup, not makeup. You're going to what kind of clothes are you going to wear? You think about all the different possibilities, your financial status, the quality of your relationships, your career. What kind of career are you going to pursue? And then what are you going to be like in your career? There's all these versions of you that could arise, but how infrequently we think about what's the best version of me? How do I live intentionally to make sure that 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years at the end of my life, this time from now, that the best version of me, the absolute best version of me in all of those areas 
has the greatest possibility to becoming reality. Mm. So that's the idea with future you. And yeah, I talk about it in the, um, the courageous life planning system. I, I'm constantly doing that there and helping people, you know, through the system, think about the ever cognizant, ever aware that you are either moving forward or you're stagnant or you're moving backward. backwards. So the future you concept is massive. It's significant. It's life changing. If you want your life to change, you have to be generally speaking consumed with changing yourself and becoming an increasingly better version of yourself. So future you is huge. Hmm. Do you think that people ever arrive at their future you like I, or the future them, I guess. I always like wonder, like the Warren Buffetts and the Bill Gates and the mm-hmm. Elon Musks, are they still like all of their success that they've had in business relationships, wherever? Do you think that they're still striving to become a better version mm-hmm. of themselves? Do they still have a future version of them? I think they are. I think that's one of the traits of a of a millionaire or a multi millionaire mm-hmm. is a continuous uh, commitment. And an evaluation, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit, the, the ongoing process of evaluation, evaluating your life. It's, it's, it's a, a massive thing in regard to bringing about change across the board in every area of your life. So, yes, I, I think that they do. And, you know, for the, the person who's listening, unless uh, Elon Musk is watching right now, you know, I heard Tesla actually turned one of their first profits, if not their first profit. Wow. Last quarter. Wow. Um, they, they are continually looking at improving. Hmm. And whether you're a millionaire or not, here's something that is really important to be cognizant of. Whatever you want to be like, whoever you want to be like, like you find role models in your life that's like, yeah, I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. But first of all, the best thing for you to do is not to have just one role model because whatever you have in one role model, you're going to pick up the weaknesses from that person as well. Hmm. So you got to be, you got to make sure that you, you have other role models that balance out and compensate for the weaknesses in this particular person, like Elon Musk. Let's take him for example, you know, s- sleeps in the factory, you know, four hours of sleep would be five hours of sleep. That'd be a lot. He's oversleeping. Right. And you would say, well, look at all that he's accomplished through Tesla. I mean, he's revolutionizing the auto industry. Profits Tesla either Tesla SpaceX he started with PayPal like the guy's a genius he's a trendsetter right he put a fire under everybody because now you look at all these other companies Ford is working on um, producing a electric pickup truck which is huge Um, uh, they're coming out with an uh, electric SUV version of the Mustang Hmm. so it's his drive that's producing results that's causing everybody else to say man we better get going. But at the same time, I wonder what he's like in his most intimate relationships. Hmm. You know, what is he like in that regard? And I can't say definitively, but I'm bringing this up for the point of whatever you admire in him about his strength and his drive, you want to have both feet on the ground and realize, well, I might want to also have another mentor who maybe is really relational, maybe doesn't sleep on the floor of their office, maybe gets a little bit more sleep because they're spending time with other people relationally. They're not just 
focused on one issue, but they're trying to be balanced across the, the, the scheme of their life. So the, the point in all of this is whatever your perspective is about a millionaire, whatever your perspective is about whoever, you need to have a vision of the person you want to become in order to increase the chances of actually becoming that person. Hmm. So if you haven't actually thought through what does future you look like, what is the daily schedule that future you is going to adhere to? What are the priorities in your relationships, in your health and fitness, in your spiritual life, in your career, in your finances, in your education, in your rest and recreation? What are the priorities that you have in becoming that best version of you so that, you know, you ask the question, do you ever arrive? I think it's, it is a continuous process. You are always arriving, but you can't even be arriving if you're not shooting for that target. Hmm. And it's amazing. I don't know if you've done this, if you're listening or watching, have you actually written out what you're going to be like, the kind of person you're going to be like five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, perhaps and beyond? What are you going to be like? What specifically does that look like? And just the practice of writing that out, you can do this right now. Just the process of writing that out. Here's who I am going to be. Notice I didn't say what I'm going to do. Okay. Here's who I'm going to be X number of years from now. Just the process of writing that out dramatically increases your chances of actually becoming that person. Hmm. So this whole concept, you hear it all the time, become the best version of you, always uh, reaching your potential. You hear it all the time. Do you think that it's just a generational thing? Like, has this, this concept always been being thrown around? Or, like, why has it become trendy right now? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, the millennial thing? Like, everyone wants to become better? Or, like, back in back in the day, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. it still a, a thing back then? You know, I think that's a really good question. And, and you're a millennial. You know, you're on the, the younger side of the millennial. You, you're going to be able to straddle the fence on, you know, what they're calling the zeros now, the, hmm. the generation after the millennials. You're going to have a very interesting reach in the same way that I have a reach with um, boomers, busters, and Xers because of when I was born. You're going to have that that reach that helps you identify with some components of each. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence that the, the, the buzz, the trend is best version of you. Become the best version of yourself. We probably all heard it. And if you haven't, um, you need to listen to more self-development, personal development, time management things. Uh, you need to be reading those books, as we were talking about earlier, um, to, for your own personal progress. Um, it's trendy because I think, in part, it's safe. Hmm. Because if you stop and, and think about it, if I am thinking about I'm going to live as the best version of myself and I haven't achieved that yet, I can actually hide behind that and take comfort and I don't have to do anything. I can just say, well, I'm all about being the best version mm-hmm. of myself. But then if you need to be able to answer the question, if somebody asked you, well, what does the best version of you look like in your relationships? What's the best version of you look like in your spiritual life? What is the best version of you look like in your rest and recreation as a culture we don't value? rest and downtime do we not at all in fact we, we call people slackers and sometimes people are slackers you know uh that's important to acknowledge but 
if you're going to rest, one of the reasons why we don't rest well is because we don't work well. So if you're not working when you're supposed to work, you're going to goof off and perhaps engage in fake work. Mm. And if you're not resting when you're resting, you're going to be tempted to be checking your text messages. I mean, I, I've been guilty of that. And, right. and it's really a symptom of a deeper issue. The lack of planning creates creep throughout your whole life. Distraction, we're, right. we're multitasking with our whole lives now. It's not good. So on one hand, you can hide behind, if you're not careful, this idea of being the best version of yourself. Because if you're a recovering perfectionist, if you can identify with that, yeah. in my mind, it's a perfect scenario. I have painted a perfect, flawless, insulated idea of my life. Here's my dream, right? But a dream and a goal are two different things. Here's my dream. Everything's perfect. I'm writing the script. Here's how it ends. And you can live in that future version of you concept, that best version of myself concept without actually putting any meat on the bones. On the other side, on the other hand, you can have a really healthy perspective of future you and being the best version of yourself if you then color in and connect the dots, if you get into the specifics. And that's what we're trying to do is to encourage you to not talk about it in an esoteric, nebulous way, right? but to actually talk about it in a very specific way, in particular, seven areas of life. Break your life down into seven areas. Future you in your rest and recreation. What does that look like? How healthy are you going to be? You're going to work yourself into the grave? Are you going to relax yourself into ineffectiveness and unproductivity? Your career, what does that look like? What, what is future you in your career? The average person today <clears throat> switches careers like four or five times in the course careers, of their life. Not Co jobs. Careers, careers. Careers. And I was shocked about this, the average pastor, because I've served as a pastor for years and, and a ministry to pastors. The average pastor, like a, a youth pastor, 18 months wow. or less. The average senior pastor, two to three years. Wow. And you can't accomplish anything in two to three years. Hmm. Why is that happening now? I think it's happening because people don't have a clear vision. They're not asking the right questions. If you don't ask the right questions, you're not gonna get the right answers. And so there's a lot of drift happening. And I can tell that you're thinking deeply about what I'm saying. I can tell when this guy's thinking deeply. <laughs> I wanna give you an opportunity to say something. Um, you have to think about those seven areas of life that we're continually talking about. What does future you look like? And if, if you simply walk through that process, if you did it once in your life, your whole life will be set up for years to come, for decades. Hmm. And, and then you're actually taking the future you concept and turning it into reality. Right. That's when it gets exciting. Right. So if this whole concept of becoming the best version of you is so trendy, why is it that the whole idea of a millionaire mindset and talking about, I want to be a millionaire. Why is that so mm -hmm. negative? Mm -hmm. You always, you always think that people who say, I want to be a millionaire, right. they're just greedy. They're not good people. Right. And it's kind of like a turnoff. But if you talk right. about becoming the best version of you, everyone's right. all over that. Right. Well, here's the thing. People are not really thinking this through and they're stereotyping in the most negative way. One of the reasons why is because 
if if you're not a millionaire, you can be very jealous of somebody who is. The million, first of all, you might be running around with the wrong crowd. The millionaires that I know, and I, and I do know several of them. Right. I am not one. Right. Unapologetically, I would like to become a millionaire, but I don't want to just dream about it. I want to. I have what I refer to as a tenacious action plan, not because it's about becoming a millionaire, but because it's about the freedom that you have to make choices. The millionaires that I know are largely responsible for the success of what we're doing here. Right. Courage Matters would not be doing, we would not be doing what we're doing now if it wasn't for philanthropists who actually have given and said, hey, we want to help you succeed because they know what we're about. Right. They know what we're trying to do in, in terms of helping people move forward, right? My, my whole life has been impacted. So um, I know millionaires, and, I, and I'm gonna be interviewing millionaires on our podcast yeah. who are generous. They're the kind of millionaires that you should want to be because they're generous, they're selfless, they're not selfish. Nowadays, what's happened, especially by the far left, the radicals on the far left, that's why socialism is sexy today. It's sexy because people who don't have money want to demonize those who do have it. Man, you're running in the wrong circles. Hmm. You're running in the wrong circles. Um, when somebody, you know, it's all, the, you, you're demonizing that 1%. 1% of the population has all the wealth. But you don't understand that missions is supported by a lot of wealthy people, have, have changed entire countries because people have been selfless. Organizations exist. You think about, um, they're, they're in the holiday season. When you think about from the time of Thanksgiving to the first of the year, millions upon millions, billions of dollars are given, donated by people. Right. And forget about talking about, well, when I'm a millionaire, then I'm going to be generous. If you're not a generous person now, before you have money, don't think that one day when you hit the lottery, you're all of a sudden going to develop the habit hmm. of being generous. So there's much more to a millionaire mindset than just money. It is about the kind of a, the freedom that you have, freedom to give, freedom of choice, freedom to make choices, and the, the freedom to expand not only your life, but to help other people as well. So it's too easy because of jealousy and because of bitterness to demonize somebody who has what you don't have, who maybe has practiced some things about goal setting and self-discipline, and a different type of a mindset, say, than the middle class or somebody who's poor, that is the very reason why they're wealthy in the first place. Hmm. So uh, that millionaire mindset, it's, it's about a lot more than money if you are being generous. Why wouldn't you want to be a person who's wealthy? I love what Robert Kiyosaki says. Would you rather have the problems that rich people have or that poor people have? Have you ever thought about that question? His book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a great book. It's a great, great primer on your mindset. Absolutely. Uh, wh what do you think about this? How, how is this resonating with you as a younger millennial with your whole life ahead mm -hmm. of you in this idea of goals and goal setting and achievement and future you and becoming the best version of yourself? Wh where, where does the role of setting goals and money and your mindset, because at the end, end of the day, you either have a poverty mindset or 
a wealth mindset or you're somewhere in between? Where do you want to land in that? Where, where are you with this? No, I, I, think it's, I think it's a good point because, again, going back to the generational gap, socialism has become sexy nowadays. And it's all of my generation, the millennial generation, and even younger that are growing up in this kind of idea and the, the new ideology of thinking is we just want to sit back and be provided for. So mm-hmm. once you provide for someone and say you're going to give free health care, free college tuition, mm-hmm. well, you just eliminate all the drive. Right. If, I, if I don't have the opportunity to create wealth and freedom, and it's not wealth, but it is freedom. Mm-hmm what would you do if you had both time and money? Well, right. the ideas right. are, are in seeing what you can do. You can right. go on vacation with your family. You can mm-hmm. go on missions trips. You mm-hmm. can support mm-hmm. ministries and organizations. Mm-hmm. So you, you can help somebody else who's learned some life skills to get them to the point where they can be self-sustaining, not dependent upon mm-hmm. society. They're always going to be, Jesus said, the poor will always be among you. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to create more and more poor people who have an entitlement mentality without even realizing it. You can have an entitlement mentality without even realizing it. If you're going to be free Hmm. and have 100% responsibility, which we're talking about, right? Take 100% responsibility for your life. That's the greatest opportunity for you to get back to society, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, and I just, I, I see a lot of people out there. I mean, you see it on Facebook, you see it on social media and stuff. And um, they're they're running on the same trails as the whole socialist ideology because all they want is I mean who wouldn't want free college tuition? Right. College tuition is super expensive. I mm-hmm. mean people are coming out with six figures and just student loan debt. Yeah. And as as they get out of college and they're looking at getting married, they're looking at starting a family, they're looking at buying a house, they're mm-hmm. looking at now you got to have two cars instead of one car. I mean it's a lot in the first five ten years. So. It is. At the same time, like I see where they're coming from, but it's not a healthy way to, to operate. You can't just sit back and expect things to happen. And then you take that drive, right. the determination away. That's why you see work ethics are going by the wayside mm-hmm. because why work harder when we all get paid the same? You see it over in right. uh, when Venezuela where everyone gets paid the same. That's a nightmare. And yeah. There's no incentive in that. No. And, and, and see, first, here's what happens in society. You demonize those who are taking 100% responsibility for their own lives, who are making something with their lives, who have a plan of action, who are wealthy. You demonize that. Money is bad. People who have money are greedy. They're all greedy. You stereotype that. Mm. Then you encourage debt. You encourage your people to be enslavement, enslaved mm-hmm. by you know whoever you owe money to. You're in debt to that person. You are a slave to them, really. Right. And... Then you you set this cycle up to perpetuate itself. And then socialism walks in. It's not a coincidence that socialism has become sexy. It's actually very sick Hmm. that it's become sexy these days because what is the undertow behind all of this, what has been lost everybody, is the idea that the greatest resource at your disposal looks back at you when you stare in the mirror. You are your own greatest asset. You are your own greatest resource for unleashing your potential, becoming the best version of you, making future you reality today. Hmm. But if you distract people, oh, 
People who have money are evil. People who have money are greedy. To make money is evil. Well, isn't it evil to not make money so that you now are dependent upon other people because you didn't live responsibly? Right. Why is that not evil? I, I think it's too, like, it, it's the education system as well because you're always taught, get good grades, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, mm-hmm. get a job that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you do. Well, what if you change that thinking and instead of telling people to go get a good job that they like, imagine what life could be if, if you created your own business, right. if you created your own wealth, <laughs> your own system to residual income. That way you would have time with your family. Mm-hmm. Like imagine imagine a life not having to work mm-hmm. a job, mm-hmm. but doing what you're passionate about. Right. Well, that's a whole other thing, right? It is. I, I remember somebody saying to me, um, if your passion becomes your profession, you've lost your passion. Hmm. And that sounds, you know, there's all these little pithies that you hear. It's like, oh man, it sounds good. But a lot of these pithies, when you actually put them under the microscope, when you examine them, you realize actually that's not true. So instead of, you know, if your passion becomes your profession, you've lost your passion. I think until your passion becomes your profession, you haven't prioritized your passion. Right. Because I think you should be doing, life is too short to do anything less than your passion. You should be living your passion and by the way you get paid for it right what a concept right uh, yeah i can't believe that i get paid to do to do what i do that kind of right. thing right so that needs to be something that you're that you prioritize and that actually really happens it's hmm. huge awesome well i want to land the plane here so if someone they've might have never thought about what future year they want to be they've just kind of living in the present and they're on that uh the wheel mm-hmm. and they can't get out of the vicious cycle what would you recommend just one step give me mm-hmm. one step of what someone listening today if mm-hmm. they've never thought about mm-hmm. the future of them how can they start on the right direction well i'll give you a couple of quick things that you can immediately apply if you don't have a vision of future use somebody else does mm-hmm. and that somebody else could be all the people that you interact with in the course of your life your parents your children, your coworkers, your neighbors, society, uh, what they have as priorities, those things are going to influence you directly, dramatically, and then you will become somebody in the course of your life. So the first thing you need to realize is that somebody has a vision of what you should do, how you should do it, and what they expect of you. Why not have that person be you? Hmm. Why not have that person be you? So just the simple practice of sitting down and saying, okay, I am actually going to map out what future me looks like. What future me is going to become five years from now. You put 30, 40, 50 years, if you've got that much time, put that aside for a moment. Who do you wanna become over the next five years? And look at the seven areas of life, your relationships, How does future you interact with people? What kind of relationships do you want to have? What do you want to be known for in your relationships? Your spiritual life. And you may be a spiritual person. You might not be a spiritual person. But the spiritual aspect is is the unseen part of who you are. I love what Sting said, right? I said this before. Hmm. We are spirits in the material world. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I'm not being esoteric about it. And I don't want to get emails about it saying, oh, that sounds heretical. (laughs) Man, I'm talking about the unseen aspect of who you are is just as significant as what's tangible. So your relationships, what's future you look like? Your spiritual life, how are you going to um, develop the unseen part of who you are? Your, Your heart, your soul, your mind, your health and fitness. 
what does future you look like? Are you going to be a person who's got uh, high cholesterol? You're going to be a person who's got a couple of tire tubes around your waist hmm. because your way of disconnecting is not necessarily healthy. You're, you know, the average teenager now spends nine hours a day on a tablet, on a game, on a device, something of that sort. It's more than they sleep. More than they sleep. So your health and fitness area, thinking about what does future you look like, your financial area of life, what does that look like? What, what are you going to look like five years from now in your financial area, your career, your education? What kind of education are you going to get? Uh, and you talked about that already about, you know, it can be a mistake to think that, well, because I go to college, that's going to mean I'm going to be successful in life. And then, of course, your rest and recreation. So you look at the seven areas of life. And that's how we land the plane. Instead of it being mystical and nebulous and out of touch, you can actually ask, what's the best version of me going to look like five years from now in each of these seven areas? And you just spend a little bit of time over the next couple of weeks, hmm. handle, spend seven weeks and just deal with one of those areas for a week. I mean, certainly you've got time. You can think about that when you're driving in the car and then on, on, the, on your way to work, on your way back from work. Right. Right. And just write a few things down. And then after seven weeks, less than two months from today, less than 60 days from now, you will have such a, a clearer picture of what the best version of you looks like, that cream that will come to the surface. That's how you dramatically, that's how you unleash your potential. That's how you dramatically increase the chances of changing who you are and becoming the person you want to become. So anybody can do that. You can do that right now. You start doing that right now. That's so practical. It's ridiculous. Get out seven sheets of paper, one a week with each of those seven areas of life. And by the time seven weeks are done, you will, guess what? You will be ahead of most people who, who at most will throw around best version of me and don't know what that looks like. You'll actually know what it looks like. Hmm. And then that sets you up for the next stage in goal setting and achievement, which is developing a plan of action. I love it. Right? I love it. Always a pleasure, Mike. Super excited that we could do this. And guys, you. there you have it. It's episode five in the books, Future You. How do you actually become the best version of you? Mm -hmm. Thanks again, Mike, for all your wisdom. Great to be here. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed today's Courage Matters podcast, along with other podcasts in this series, 30 Days of Achieving Goals and Unleashing Your Potential. Why not share this podcast and this series with a friend who could use a lift? And if you're looking to take your life to the next level, you'll love the new Courageous Life Planning System. It'll walk you through a proven process to help you set and achieve great goals, live with no limits, and unleash your greatest potential. No other goal achievement system gives you so much to positively revolutionize your life. It'll help you set and achieve lifetime and long-term goals so that your dreams become a reality one day at a time. To get your Courageous Life Planning System, download the free Courage Matters app or visit CourageousLifeSystem.com. That's CourageousLifeSystem.com. It's your time to soar.